want to set yourself apart from other people, constant communication and feedback is so important. If you're not good at it, then find other people who are and bring them onto your team. Make sure you hire them, whatever you need to do. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, we've got the North Star Real Estate Conference coming April 24th and 25th in Minneapolis. And this conference is going to be for everyone. We're covering the gamut of real estate. If you are just beginning, this conference is for you. If you have 100, 200, 500 units, this conference is for you. If you want to get into commercial real estate, this conference is for you. And the best part about the North Star Real Estate Conference is the networking. The networking is phenomenal. We've got high performers there. We've got amazing speakers and amazing attendees that are going to be adding a ton of value to your business. We can't wait to see you there April 24th and 25th. Check it out. I'll see you there. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer, and with me as always is Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Todd? I am doing well as well. So, Matt, uh, anything new in, uh, you know, what's going on, uh, new discoveries, anything going on that you want to talk about? Yeah, a few days ago, I finished another chapter in my book uh, about uh, single family uh, home investing, and it was really interesting how the strategy for single family is, is similar to large multifamily because you're looking mm-hmm. for off-market value-add deals. Uh, granted, with large multifamily, you have the economy of scale uh, to make yep. things more efficient. Though. Yeah. Uh, somebody recently actually asked me, they're looking for small multifamily and single families, and they, they were asking, you know, what, what they can do to find them. And I, I said, well, look, I'm not really in that market, but it's essentially the exact same as, you know, multifamily. And here are some of the things you could do. And uh, it was uh, very similar. You know, I think a lot of people, one thing they forget when they're looking at single families and small multifamilies is uh, it's smart to work with a real estate agent that deals specifically in that type of property or maybe several real estate agents, not necessarily just one uh, that deals in that specific property that really understands the market. You're going to have a lot of better opportunity than if you just work with anybody or think you're going to do it all on, on your own and, you know, just call the property listing broker every single time. Yeah. It takes some skill to do that certainly, but you're going to see more deals if you use an agent yourself. Yep. Yep. Um, well, cool. So yeah, for me, um, you know, working right now on, uh, getting a deal, hopefully across the table and we start raising for it and all that kind of stuff. So, so hopefully, um, that's coming to fruition. It's crazy. It's already, uh, February. Uh, and so we've already, we're already, uh, one twelfth of the way through 2020. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting here like me going, Oh my gosh, it's, uh, already, one twelfth of the way through, I need to get my button gear. Well, now's the time. Um, shake off the cobwebs or whatever you got going, and uh, and start grooving because 
it's soon going to be you know one sixth and then one fourth and then one half uh, before we know it. And uh, you you want to make sure you're getting the things done you set out to achieve in in 2020 and beyond. Um, so for me, you know, it's all about really trying to get deal flow coming across the table. And that's something I've been doubling down on and really focusing on is, is uh, communicating with brokers, communicating with potential partners, uh, communicating uh, with property owners or appraisers, you know, mortgage, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, mortgage brokers, property managers, all kinds of people, and really trying to dig in and get deals that you might not otherwise have had the opportunity for. So just that's for me doubling down and then, uh, and then doubling down on my, uh, you know, kind of my coaching and my mastermind stuff that I've been doing. And I want to really, um, you know, increase that and, and provide a lot of good information for, for those who want it. So. So with your communication uh, with your investors and, and potential partners, uh, how do you keep organized with all that? Yeah. And that can be definitely challenging. Um, you know, I, I think it starts with a good organizational system of who's on your kind of lists, right? So we have to make a list uh, and, and you're going to have several different lists. You know, for me, I've got properties that are actively uh, have investors in them. So obviously I need a specific list for each of the properties. Um, so we have an online portal and our portal, then we can specify what properties each investor is in. Um, we, you know, and then I always have a backup. We always have a backup on Excel, uh, spreadsheet for, for all of our investors on each property that we put into a property file. Um, so that, that's really important for current active deals for future or potential investors. Um, we put them all into MailChimp that allows us to track uh, and then we also have our portal too, where people can register through our portal and get good information in there as well. So, uh, you know, a couple different ways um, to make sure people are, are signed up with us and, and make sure we get them the information they need. And, um, and that's, that's super important. And you mentioned communication and that's kind of what I want to hit on today and, and the value of communication and making sure, you know, we're actually letting our investors, letting our potential investors know what's going on. Sure. And how important is that client relationship management software or the CRM uh, when it comes to having good communication with your people? Yeah, I, I, obviously it, it's super helpful because it, it simplifies things, right? And so just having the right, having something, I think it's more, you know, a lot of people get caught up into like what the right CRM is and maybe there's a right and wrong and best and, and, you know, worse. And, but for me, it's all about actually utilizing something that you can get comfortable with and, and you're actually going to use and, and can track it. I think the, the way you need it to be tracked. So for me, look, I'm sure there's something better than what I use. Uh, but MailChimp has been very successful for me. Uh, it allows me to, you know, put a tag onto somebody if they're an investor, if they're a, a potential coaching client or maybe a coaching client, uh, if they're a um, potential loan sponsor, if they're, you know, whatever. Uh, so I can put different tags on them to separate them, um, you know, and then from there, it also allows me to get a lot of information about them. And it allows me, and this is really important for investors, it allows me to know exactly when they're added to the system. 
which when I add them to the system, that's typically our first conversation, at least for new investors, for people that I've known for years, that might be a different date, but at least allows me to timestamp it. That way, if we ever did get audited by the SEC, if for some reason they wanted to find out who our investors were, um, and there was any question as to, well, are these investors that you had a pre-existing relationship with, we can say, well, look, here's their first date that they invested, and here's when we first connected with them, and here's the email chains that we've had, all that kind of stuff. So we can easily track those conversations um, through, you know, whatever CRM we use. So I think, you know, those are several reasons why it's, it's so important to have a good CRM. And I can schedule emails. Um, we can send out mass emails really easily. People can unsubscribe if they are no longer interested. It's just, you know, you're doing it the right way too. Sure. And what kind of things do you communicate with your investors? Yeah. So I try to send out, um, I try to send out quarterly emails and I'm going to, I think I'm going to increase my frequency on that, but it's, uh, you know, just, just kind of communicating with what's going on in the business overall, um, communicating with uh, what's going on in multifamily overall, what's going on with real estate, with the economy, you know, how that's relating together. Um, and then, um, you know, maybe some education on, you know, something I, I liked. And usually that's, again, that's the same type of thing. It's real estate or the economy or maybe mindset. Um, what I think my investors might enjoy uh, learning about. And, uh, you know, really that's, that's about it. So I try to provide several different, um, you know, several just different things for them to be able to click on and read. And sometimes it's blogs that I wrote. Sometimes it's blogs that I, I read or articles, uh, data points. Um, you know, sometimes it's a link to my podcast. Sometimes it's a link to somebody else's podcast, uh, audible book, whatever it might be. So just try to provide education and information. Um, and that again, that can cover my butt when or if, I, I should say, if something ever happened where I've got to explain who my investors are and whether they're qualified or not. And look, I want my investors to be qualified. And part of that is education. And so if I've done my job properly educating them, well, there's a lot better opportunity that I can say, look, they, they were, they did understand the, the investment that they got into. And it, truly, I do want everybody to understand the investment they're getting into, right? I don't want you to be just investing blindly. Sure. And um, uh, you, you mentioned that you've been uh, communicating quarterly and you're looking for uh, communicating more often. How often is the right amount to you know, communicate with your investors? Well, so there's, there's different, uh, when you're saying investors, um, I'm assuming you mean a current investor who's on currently yes. investing mm -hmm. in property. Yep. That is not a quarterly communication. What I meant by quarterly is any potential investor, anybody who's on my email list. So I've got you know, a lot of people on my email list that want to communicate with me or want me to communicate with them for whatever reason. It might be because of my investments. It might just be for purely for education. Uh, maybe they're or plan on doing what I do and just want the communication, want they like what I send. And as far as education wise goes, maybe they're just interested in what I do. Um, so, you know, who knows why they're on my list. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I just get people that get onto my email list. There's different ways you can sign up for my email list. If you go onto my, right now, if you went onto my website, um, you could, 
you could send us an email and you'd be on our email list. Um, you could, uh, you could also, uh, you know, go download our e free ebook that we have on our website, uh, which by the way, for those who are listening, go onto the website and download that free ebook. It's, it's really great information. Um, but, it, but anyways, it's just, it's just about, you know, who, who wants to be on that. And so that's what I do quarterly. I'd like to do it monthly. I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer with how often you do it. Uh, it's just about timing. And, and right now I still actually produce those emails because um, I like to personalize it. Um, you know, I may have somebody start producing them and just add my personalized touch to each email at the beginning, uh, which I'd like to do. As far as like communication with active investors on a property, um, monthly is what I like to do. And for the most part, I'm pretty good at it. Sometimes I get a little bit behind, right? Recently, I actually went through a property management change, uh, which we talked about on this, uh, what was that? Maybe like six or so episodes ago. And, uh, with that, there's been some challenges with getting the financial statements from the new property management company and mainly from the old property management company. So the old property management company just recently, I mean, a couple of days ago, finally got us our statements that we were looking for in a format that we could actually, you know, actually do something with. And so the communication has been a little lacking with my investors uh, because of some of that. Uh, so, so again, I try to do my best to communicate well and communicate monthly. Um, but, you know, there's been challenges at times and that's really not an excuse. I mean, I should be on the ball making sure that communication is happening uh, really well. So, so I, I, that's, but that's important. And I just, and one of the reasons why I wanted to, to say this too, or to talk about this too, is because I've had a few times recently people say, hey, thanks for the communication. I've invested in other deals and I don't get nearly the communication that you're providing. And it's, you know, maybe, maybe that makes me want to pat myself on the back, but it actually makes me want to tell people out there, uh, look, if you have investors, you need to be clear. You need to be telling them what's going on. In each email that I provide to my investors, I try to say the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I try to say it kind of like that. You know, here the, here's the good, here's the positives of what's happening with the property uh, and where we're going. And here's some of the negatives that have happened. And you you need to say all that because if they only hear the good, which is what we all want to talk about, right? Um, then they'll finally eventually figure it out, right? They're go going to figure, it's going to come to a, uh, to a head. And when it does and they go, well, you could have told me about that six, eight, 10 months ago, they're going to be pissed, right? Where if you've just been communicating about it all along, are they going to be excited and happy and jumping for joy because there's problems? No, but they're going to understand those problems and they're going to be aware of them and understand that you're doing something to try to solve those problems. Um, so that's the, that's the most important part, especially with communicating regularly that you tell people what's up, what's going on. Um, and then the other thing is I do financials and I do that on a quarterly basis. So, so monthly communication with quarterly uh, financial uh, updates as well.
Hey, we've got the North Star Real Estate Conference coming April 24th and 25th in Minneapolis. And this conference is gonna be for everyone. We're covering the gamut of real estate. If you are just beginning, this conference is for you. If you have 100, 200, 500 units, this conference is for you. If you wanna get into commercial real estate, this conference is for you. And the best part about the North Star Real Estate Conference is the networking. The networking is phenomenal. We've got high performers there. We've got amazing speakers and amazing attendees that are gonna be adding a ton of value to your business. We can't wait to see you there April 24th and 25th. Check it out, I'll see you there. And then look, if there's something big, really big, um, you may want to communicate even more. So I might do a, an email in the middle. Like we just recently had a fire. Now it worked out well to when the, the fire happened and we had some communication with the, the uh, insurance company and with the property manager and so on. It was actually worked out well to where it did fall in line with my monthly email. Um, but it had it not had it, you know, happen like a day after I sent my monthly email out, I would have sent another email out after, you know, we had that, that kind of closure and communication. And so I could then communicate to my investors. And when you say communicate, it sounds like you're primarily doing email communications. Yeah. Uh, do you ever do phone or, or, you know, snail mail letters or? Um, look, I mean, <clears throat> phone would be, you know, I, I'm always open for a phone call. So if somebody wanted to set up a phone call with me or just call me, um, that was one of my active investors. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I want to communicate with them. So if they have any questions, if they, even if you just need help with something, um, you know, I'm definitely more than happy to jump on a call. I mean, they're, they're super important, uh, obviously to the existence of my company and, and for my company to be able to continue to expand and grow. And I want them to be happy. I want them to be comfortable. And so, yeah, if it's a phone call, absolutely. But though I don't communicate like that on a, on a monthly basis to them, it, that would just be too challenging um, <clears throat> to make all those phone calls. And same thing with a potential investor, you know, with a potential investor, I always, they have that initial contact and they reach out to me. Typically they reach out to me for some reason, whether they heard me talking at a, at a conference or at a, at a meetup or whether they heard my podcast or me on anybody else's podcast, whatever it is, uh, they reach out to me and, and then we have a, a one-on-one conversation, phone conversation. I always try to make sure I have a call with anybody. So if anybody's listening to this and, and they, Hey, they want to invest with me, maybe they think they're on my investor list, but we haven't had a phone call. You know, that's, that's what I would like to do is just have a phone call. Cause I want to talk to them about, you know, what their goals are and what they're trying to achieve. And I want to make sure they know what we're trying to achieve and all that kind of stuff. So that's really important. And then, you know, if you're a potential investor and you need to, you need to talk or you want an update or whatever, I'm happy to do a phone call again on that. So, um, I just don't have time in the day, obviously, to be having investor phone calls constantly, but it's never, that's never the case. I mean, I, every once in a while I have an investor that, you know, we had a first conversation and they want to have another conversation and I'm happy to do that. So, so the, uh, you know, the main purpose of the, the phone calls is as needed basis, but also in the beginning when you're really getting to know uh, potential investors to make sure you're 
focus really aligns with them. Uh, but then uh, email is really good to suffice for, you know, the other, other uh, times. Yeah, I think that phone conversation, in my opinion, is a must. I, I think you have to have that conversation with somebody. And I just I think that's so valuable um, that I just wouldn't build a relationship just through email and, you know, chats alone. I would, I would want that conversation. And of course, I've got this podcast, and that's a way for people to not necessarily communicate with me because obviously it's one-sided. I'm doing all the talking, but for them to understand what's going on in my business, for them to understand you know, some of my philosophies and thoughts and all that kind of stuff. So that's another line of communication as well as my podcast, quite frankly. I mean, I do it to help other people and to educate them, and, but I also do it for, you know, for selfish reasons. It helps me build relationships with other people. Do you find people reach out to you through, uh, yeah, by, absolutely. through the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say a lot of people hear me on maybe another podcast and then, you know, will follow me on my podcast. I mean, I've had investors look that, that have been listening to my podcast for, you know, a year or two. And they finally reach out after listening to me for a year or two and they go, hey, I've, I've heard a bunch of your podcasts and really like what you have to say and, you know, whatever. And, and that's the power of, you know, communicating again. I mean, it's like I said, it's one-sided communication, but you know, they feel like we've already had a full conversation already because they know so much about, you know, my kind of investment strategies and all that kind of stuff. Even though that's not what I solely talk about, it still comes out. I mean, you, you can't have a podcast and have not, you know, your thoughts and uh, feelings come out. It's just how it goes. What advice do you have for new investors that are trying to build their own investor databases uh, themselves to make sure they're having good uh, communication with their uh, potential investors? Yeah, I think it comes down to what we've already talked about already, Matt. I mean, it's, it comes down to having a system in place that you're going to follow, having a CRM, choosing whatever is best for you. And again, I don't think there's a one size fits all. I don't think there's a best best thing. I probably Mailchimp maybe isn't the best, but that's just what I use and I'm comfortable with. Um, so having that in place and, and, and it's just, it's just clear communication. Look, I'm talking with, um, somebody right now who, uh, I shouldn't say I'm talking about some, I'm talking to somebody right now, but I'm hearing about somebody right now that, that I know, um, that, uh, you know, is, is not communicating clearly with others and they're, you know, it's just not good. I, I'm not going to name any names or anything, but it's just not good. You're hearing that in, in and I wish the best for the person and, and they need to communicate better because people get upset when they don't have that clear communication. And it doesn't matter whether it's your investor, whether it's a broker or, or property manager or whoever, lender, whoever, um, you're buying a property from somebody. It's all about that communication. People want to know what's going on. Like don't hide things. It just makes it worse. Yeah, people appreciate that clear, consistent, and honest communication. That And you just hit it right on the hat. It's the honesty part, too. I mean, people want the honesty. It maybe hurts a little bit, maybe sucks a little bit, because you're going, oh, crap, you know, this, this is the third month in a row. We've got another email, and there's something else negative going on with this property. But that's better than these positive emails and then finding out, like I said, like six, eight, ten, whatever months down the road that, this has been going, you mean this has been going on that whole time and you haven't told us? Oh, well, I didn't want you to worry about it. No, no. Now I'm not, I'm not worried anymore. Now I'm just pissed. 
You know, now I'm mad. Now, now, you know, I don't, I don't want to be in this investment anymore. And and now we've got problems. And what's your interest in investing with that person again? Right, right. It's just not going to be there. So, um, so you know, I mean, like you said, <clears throat> I do my best. I can't say I'm perfect. I'm, I'm sure I'm not. I can continue to improve on it. And I try to think of different ways where I can continue to improve on it and just stay on top of it. Um, and that's always important. You always want to make sure you continue to adjust and continue to get better at, you know, at who, what your business is representing and, and who, who you are. Awesome. Anything else, Matt? Uh, no, I think that's really good. I, I just want to say the, uh, uh, free book that you mentioned is on VentureDProperties.com. Yeah, yeah. Venture D Properties. It's just, you know, look, it's not really a book, I would say. It's more of a uh, an article or whatever, but it's just something that people can read. It, it talks about multifamily, why I really like multifamily, and it talks about syndication and the ins and outs syndication, a lot about communicating with investors and stuff like that. So I think it's good information. Anybody that's interested in multifamily or syndication or both, um, you know, provide some good information for them to, to look at, read, I've uh, got some data points on there, all kinds of good stuff. So, um, cool. one, one thing, and I already kind of covered this, but again, it's communication. It's not, we, we've been kind of talking more about investors, but it's about communicating with everybody. And that's so important. You want to set yourself apart from other people constant communication and feedback is so important. And if you're not good at it, then find other people who are and bring them onto your team. Make sure you hire them, whatever you need to do. Constant communication is so important. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, that's all I got. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day a Saturday. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review, and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business, and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day, and as I say, make every day a Saturday.